first note of action I'd like to take for this podcast. I'd like to say that Mark Murphy is a scumbag for letting Aaron Rodgers end up in a Jets jersey. Hey, but we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. But first, I have two fantastic gentlemen joining me on the walkthrough. Bryson, then I have James. Boys, thanks for coming on the platform. Thank you for having us. So, well, first, I, I kind of want to get to know you a little bit better. So, here, let's start off with a question like this. Say you Google yourself in five years. What do you want to pop up? You know, honestly, when I Google myself in five years, I want to uh, come up on Google first thing, entrepreneur. Like my little tag is entrepreneur. Mm, I want to own yeah. a business, and I just want people to know that uh, I'm my own boss. That's, that's my big thing, and maybe throw in some sports in there, some college stuff, but yeah, mainly okay. entrepreneurship. Okay, I see. How about you, Bryson? Um, five years from now, um, I just like really a big kind of like part aspect of my life is just definitely meeting people and kind of making connections, but like how I can impact others. So hopefully when you Google me, um, just kind of like a positivity, whether that's with sports or just whatever I, whatever else I try to like kind of take out in life. Hopefully there's a, just a good message. What led you boys to Whitewater? Honestly, the first thing that uh, made me think of Whitewater was the success with sports, obviously, and um, really the personal connection I have to Whitewater. My girlfriend that I was dating in high school and am still currently dating goes here, so she really liked it, and I was able to see campus during high school, so I really enjoyed that, and um, it really seemed like home when I was coming on my visits, and it's a really great environment to be around, and you can go home in a day and come back the same night, so mm. it's really just a great home feel, and you can know everybody wherever you go. Yeah, I definitely, um, personally, I've just kind of grown to love white, white water a lot more as I've been here. Um, kind of football, just my football route kind of led me like different places, and this is where I ended up, and I'm just kind of beyond grateful for that. That was definitely a big thing, just kind of coming here, just because, just playing the sport I love and whatnot. But also just, I think that white water has everything I need to grow as a person, as a student, and just as um, somebody in general. So I think that what I want to achieve is achievable here. So I'm going to mm. do my best to do that for sure. Yeah, so you both are on the football team. And, you know, Whitewater is known for its good football. So can you kind of speak on that, like the experience that comes along with that and what it means to, you know, be a part of the program here? Yeah, um, definitely kind of freshman year, just new. Like both of us, kind of a lot of things are new coming up. We have spring ball coming up, so that should be – that's going to be fun. A lot of guys competing, but – just like an experience that I feel like you won't regret. And sometimes whatever you do in life, when you do it a lot, like it might get monotonous, but just learning to like really enjoy those things. And I feel that like through, through the sport of football, I've already learned so many lessons, but I've like kind of just created a community and so much more in itself. So I feel like football has offered me just like those people, those um, experiences, just things that like I won't forget, but things I'll continue to carry on with me in my life. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what position do you play? Linebacker. Linebacker. Okay. Okay. So, so with linebacker though, man, you got to be knowing all the defensive schemes. You kind of almost got to be the captain of the defense. So it also takes a lot of IQ to play that position. The leadership, I guess. You know, where does that come from? for you yeah I like that question a lot um this year was especially was super cool and I'd say that's one of the biggest steps up from high school to college 
is what you know because uh, you come here and everybody's athletic you know mm, like everybody yeah. did kind of what they had to do to get here and that's not something that's gonna set you apart in a sense so that's a big fraud for me I'm still learning learning every day and I just want to um, put myself in the best position but I think leadership is a big one too um, up and coming like first spring ball sophomore year I feel that um, definitely a lot of young teams so I think that um, just kind of with the character that I have and like who I am that I can have an influence on other people. So I want to do my best to do that and just impact the team in a positive way as a leader for sure. Mm, yeah, man, yeah. James, how about you? What position do you play? Uh, I play offensive line. Offensive line? Oh, yes, hell sir. yeah, man. Dude, that's, that's the glue, though. Yeah, like, you yeah. Can't, you can't be successful. It all starts with the, the O-line. Because yes, if you don't sir. have the O-line, you can't run, you can't pass. <laughs> all, no, you know, I'm serious, though, yeah. dude. I'm serious. In so, the trenches. Yeah. <laughs> so... That's interesting, though, because that's the position. You're not scoring the touchdowns. You know, you're not really – you're not getting the fame, but yet it's the most important – one of the most important positions in the game. So how do you kind of deal with that where it's just like, you know, you're getting hit every play, but you don't, you don't get that check out of scoring a touchdown. You know, what, what drives you to keep going and, you know, to play that position? Like you said, to be in the trenches. Yeah, definitely. So uh, Bryson kind of hit it over the head. When it came to football in college, I mean, obviously in high school – we're all that dude at our high school. Like yeah. you don't you don't get to the best Division three school in the nation without being that dude. So it's definitely a culture shock when you get here, realizing that the dude next to you can do what you can and then some. You know right. what For I mean? example, if you think you were the fastest person in your high school, once you go to a college like this, you're like, what? The you're maybe average. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, and it's definitely way bigger than football. I like. Uh, getting that point across to everybody that isn't exactly a part of the team because you come here and the coaches make it a point to let you know that they're not here to coach you football. Like, they're not here to teach you how to play the sport. You're obviously one of the best players in the nation to get here. It's more about building you into a young man and a great person that will help you with football. So it's definitely been more about what you know and who you know and not about a football aspect at all, actually. So I think that keeps me going. You know, you walk into the locker room and dudes are jumping up and down, just excited to get out there. It's five in the morning and it's freezing cold outside, but dudes are still so excited to get out there. And I think that correlates really well in an offensive line perspective because you're grinding when there's no no ends meet. You know what I mean? And uh, I kind of like when people say, you know, offensive linemen are only noticed when they mess up. And that's kind of the truth, you know. We're kind of perfectionists. And yeah. I think that's what made me fall in love with the game, definitely. It's it's just a grind. And when you get that pat on the back, it makes it all worth it. I mean, it's such a tough game because if you're injured, I mean, it's so easy to get injured. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I just watched a podcast with uh, George Kittle. Yeah, Tight yeah. end for the 49ers. And uh, he was saying that it's basically like – getting in a car accident every Sunday mm -hmm. and having to recover for the next Sunday. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to conditioning and rebuilding, do you think Whitewater has a really good, you know, like nutritionist or like, you know, weight lifting program and all those like training staff and all those little things? You want to speak on that? Yeah. Um, personally, I think that um, they, they do everything they can to put us in the best position. Um, I'd just say, like, an example, if you take the average football player and you put him through practice, you put him through weightlifting, um, some of that stuff is kind of on your own. So, like, what are you going to do to kind of help yourself, whether that's stretching, nutrition, um, just watching what you eat and something like that. So I feel like um, that recovery aspect, they teach us. I think they teach us what we, all we need to know and put us 
in the do all they can for us, but there's only so much they can do too. So I think mm-hmm. that um, we as ourselves, especially at the level that we play at, kind of have to take it into ourselves to um, make sure, because we know our body best, just make sure that it's where it needs to be for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like you have to, right, if you want to. So, like, how far are you both trying to take football? Uh, I actually – when I get asked this question, I actually have to kind of sit and think about it because, honestly, I always tell everyone when I got here, college wasn't my route without football. So football kind of opened the door for higher education for me. So I honestly let football take me wherever football will because mm-hmm. I think that not exclusive to football in general but um sports in general or music whatever your specialty is will take you further than you could have ever imagined and open so many doors that were closed prior to that skill or talent so i honestly would love to you know play on sunday nights monday night football you know what i mean but yeah right if that's not that's not a reality for a lot of people but i will definitely let football play me i won't play football i'll let football play me as far as it'll let me go mm, okay so. okay i like that question a lot my answer would definitely be i'm um, similar for sure i think the sport will take me like where it's meant to take me and i think um it's kind of like it's a gift that we have like everybody even you doing your podcast everybody has like their own gift in a mm. sense so i think that's something that i've been really blessed to do and i'm gonna kind of continue to pour my all into it and if that yeah. takes me kind of um just like further wherever that takes me and I'm able to impact others through the sport, then like that's an amazing thing. But Mm -hmm. I think, I know the route that I'm meant to take. So we'll kind of see, but I just know that I'm gonna um, pour my all into it day in and day out and see where it takes me. Yeah, I mean, I personally think that there isn't, for all of us, there isn't an exact right route, you know? I feel like it's, you you gotta live life in the moment, see where it takes you, you know, for sure. And that's, I think what you both are doing with football. Yeah, it's definitely um, super, super on point with what you're saying. It's um, I like to base it off of trials and tribulations. You know, you wouldn't know where your path is going if you didn't do wrongs. So I think that, you know, maybe football isn't meant for everybody, but the people that football is meant for, something happened that put them on this path and something will continue to keep them on this path or it'll steer them off this path. It's definitely up to fate and you kind of have to just roll with the punches and like Bryson said, impact the most people that you can because that's all we're trying to do is just change lives for the better. So it's right. bigger than football, and that's kind of like a team motto that we have. It's always bigger than yourself. It's always bigger than the game. So you're always impacting more than one person. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, you're impacting community, fan base. Yeah, so much more. Yeah, yeah 100%. Speaking of fan bases, uh, the Packers fan base is kind of a – well, I don't. Even, I don't know. What do you, What do you boys think of the situation? That's all I need. You know, honestly, as the season unfolded this past year, I saw a lot of things. I, I mean, I think it's been a buildup over the past three years. You know, Rodgers in specific has just not been, not been the exempl- the exemplary role model guy. You know, the commercial guy like. Mm that dude in Green Bay, I just see him fizzling out and I think it was inevitable, whether it was retiring or getting traded. I, I mean, you hate to see a classic guy like that go go the route he's going and it's super inconvenient that, uh, I wouldn't say inconvenient, I would just say it's super 
odd that Brett Favre, the the previous heir to the throne, was um, taking the exact same route that Rodgers is currently taking. Yeah. So I think you kind of just got to sit back and see what he can do for the Jets. I mean, it's a franchise that we haven't seen much out of, so maybe maybe he'll bring it back to the, the Joe yeah. Namath days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, the thing was, Rodgers had back-to-back MVP seasons, but the thing is he underperforms in the playoffs. Exactly. You know? And it's just like that's where it kind of all matters, you know, especially with ring culture today, I feel like. Yes. You know, and, you know, it's just a situation where it's just like it's tough because we drafted Jordan Love. Exactly. And, you know, that game, I don't know if you remember when we played the Eagles this past year. Yes. Jordan Love lit it up, you know, and he looked good. So it's just it's a tricky situation, but I do think that he's probably the best best packer ever to play I mean I definitely think so as well but in the same breath I think he has a lot of emotional and uh team chemistry issues that kind of drove the coaching staff and and the player and fan base away well do you feel that he held the franchise like under like hostage I think he did yeah okay I think I think it's controversial just because he was such a name brand player yeah. over the past couple of years mm-hmm. and really his entire career with the Packers and then like I said these past three years have been a real dark side character from him, like a villainous villainous uh, aspect of Rodgers but yeah. I think everybody needs that that kind of part in football you know what I mean it's it's definitely a part that adds some spice to, the, to this game. So I think we're in for a treat with mm. Rodgers on the Jets. Like you need a hero and you need a villain. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's like Tom Brady. <laughs> but I, I, de- I definitely like that a lot. I think, um, I don't know, I just think it's good for um, everybody to realize, too, that athletes, um, it's what they do, it's not who they are, you know, and just kind of day-to-day, I'm sure, like, those big, they have done, it takes so much just to even play at that level. So just, like, the level of respect just kind of has to be there mm-hmm. and realizing um, just the pressure that they have on themselves, too. But I think there is a time when, I don't know, when you have to step away from doing something that you love. But I think mm-hmm. that would also be really hard in the moment, too, when it's all you've done for, like, right. your whole life. Yeah. So in your football off seasons, do you do uh, darkness retreats or try any psychedelics, go to Mexico? <laughs> I can't say that I have uh, on my journey so far, but uh, I definitely think it's an interesting <laughs> thing seeing uh, Rodgers. I, I won't say for sure, but the controversy around it is uh, quite intriguing. And um, I've heard it's super popular in the UFC MMA fighting um, mm. scene. Um, psychedelics are actually the gateway to unlocking a different um, path to, I wouldn't say enlightenment, but just a different viewpoint of whatever you're doing. So I think um, whether it's legal or not in professional sports, I can't say whether that's allowed or whether it should be allowed, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, I definitely think it's interesting and should be looked into because I've read mixed reviews about it. And so I'm kind of a toss-up right now. Yeah, I was reading articles where, like, like it's okay for NFL players, like uh, the – some defensive lineman for the Broncos, uh, Derek Wolf. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He yeah he took um like shrooms before the games, or yeah like like and all these you know things and it's just like it was kind of crazy. I didn't even know they were allowed to do that, but it kind of makes sense because I don't kind of numbs you to pain. Kinda yeah, makes you dial in. I could see, I could see negative and positive reactions, but that's right. almost with 
any enhancing drug or supplement. Right. So um, everyone's going to have different reactions. And, I mean, if it follows policy, why not if you have a good reaction to it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Play at a different level. Um, I definitely could see some issues with the youth running into it, though. That's right. that's not exactly the picture you want to paint for young children. And I think parents are going to have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm not one to speak. I'm not a parent or anything like that. But I could definitely see it doing good and bad in the same breath. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But those stuff, I, I feel like it's all kind of how you, there's a lot, there's even stuff on Netflix too. There's like, I feel like so much out that surrounds like the different viewpoints when it comes to like psychedelics and what stuff too, which is interesting. Yeah. I can't say um, I have, or I'm not sure if I will, but like, it's kind of cool to hear other people's perspectives and stories when it comes to it too. Right. But I think it's just important to realize like what you're messing with when it's pretty powerful as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Psychedelics. It's, it's a crazy, crazy conversation. I'm not quite sure how we got to. Oh yeah, from Rogers. Yeah, yeah that's right. But so in the off season, how does it look for you guys? You guys still weight lifting program schedules on the diet, or is it kind of more independence? You can do go off do your own thing. What does that look like? Yeah, definitely. We're still on a pretty strict schedule. Um, this morning we had 6 a.m. lift. Oh, okay. Um, Four days a week we lift, and then um, on Wednesdays, the middle of the week, we do um, some indie work. For Division Three, it's a little bit different from the other divisions. Um, we're not allowed to have much coaching contact. It's kind of a gray period in between fall season and spring ball. So right now we're kind of team bonding, um, meeting with our position leaders, and just working out four days a week and whenever you can get on the field. I know we will go whenever it's a nice day out, which we've been limited to recently. But um, spring ball is approaching as soon as we get back from spring break, which is in two weeks or a week. So uh, we're super pumped for that, and that's full – we're in every day. We're ready to work, and that's getting us prepped for uh, summer camp. So we're uh, approaching it slowly. We're definitely – trying to work our butts off, just get better every day in the weight room and just mm-hmm. make sure we're eating right, talk to the nutritionist, stay healthy. Number one thing is stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Kind of like just tagging off everything James said. I mean, that's pretty much it. Off season, I would say, is definitely probably one of the most important to anybody's season. That's kind of when you grow physically but mentally as well, like depending on how, what you put in and like who you can become. So I just feel like just taking it day by day, like that's all you can do, but like pouring – the best you can in each day as well yeah man for sure so march madness you guys into that <laughs> yeah i actually just got back from watching the san diego and uh charleston game okay just yeah. now um so I'm, I'm taking charleston but uh i definitely love basketball um i'm not big into watching sports our intramural game actually just got canceled for tonight but uh we, we play when we can and definitely try to stay healthy uh, during all those sports. I love UFC. Yeah. Huge Adesanya fan. Love, okay. love watching an Adesanya fight. Yeah, McGregor's coming back, isn't he? I know. That's yeah. exciting. I yeah. saw that on uh, Twitter or something the who other is he, day. Who is he going to go against? It was uh, – I, I, he's not in the same weight class that he was before because he's a little bit little bit bigger now. But um, I'll, have to, I'll have to check back on that because I definitely yeah. saw it on Twitter and – it's it's always hype when a guy like McGregor comes back. You know what I mean? He's yeah. just a class act. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, what, what do you think about the whole Jake Paul thing? <laughs> so I'm not actually a huge fan of Jake Paul. Okay. But I'm not a Jake Paul hater. I'm oh, not a huge okay. fan of him. Um, I think that it's 
what he does is just a little bit out of proportion. Like, I love that he has a following and everything. Yeah. Like, kudos to him, respect to him. But uh, Making money. Yeah, making money. You can't hate on somebody for uh, doing well in life. But uh, yeah. I just hope he's doing it for the right reasons, you know. I hope he has his whole heart in it. and he for doesn't. Ohio, you know. Yeah, Ohio, yeah. <laughs> Stay true to his roots. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I definitely think that. As long as his head's in the right place and he's surrounding himself with people that uh, care about him and sure, aren't yeah. in it for the fame and the money, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. then all, all, all uh, thumbs up to him, you know. Yeah. But there's a lot of uh, darkness and bad things that come with having that publicity and that, that type yeah. of wealth. So Yeah, well, he just, he's not undefeated anymore. I know. So I don't think there will be as much hype around the fights i i think it might ramp it up more actually because because you have all the haters too that are always tuning in like all publicity whether it's negative or positive is still publicity so i think he'll still uh rack up the numbers definitely i mean i heard some rumors of the floyd mayweather like Uh, i could i saw money mayweather talking um because his brother fought. Yeah, Mayweather. yeah. yeah he so. did, but he didn't lose against him. No. They tied, right? Or, yeah. yeah. I think it was, yeah, yeah. They went all five or something. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's definitely some talk there. Mm. Um, put your money where your mouth is. That's right. that's Mayweather. Well, Jake, I heard, actually, he wanted to fight McGregor. Oh, really? Yeah. That'd be an interesting yeah. matchup. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah, you wouldn't. You'd get destroyed, man. Yeah. You'd get destroyed. Yeah, I, I've been seeing a lot of TikTokers and YouTubers fighting lately. Like, they're not picking any other sport. They're just going straight to boxing. I feel yeah, like that's pretty the, interesting. Yeah, that, yeah, but that's nonsense, I feel. <laughs> like, those are just nonsense. You think, you think they're hanging in the rock sport? <laughs> yeah, dude, 100%. Like, they're more like pickleball people. Yeah, pickleball. <laughs> maybe occasional hoops every yeah, now and right, Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mini golf on a nice day. Yeah, mini golf. <laughs> uh, but, you know... I would say it's probably the best sport that to bet on, right? If you're talking because it's kind of a 50-50. Most definitely. Well, there, you know, think about the Super Bowl. You could bet on anything, you know, Literally. commercials to the you know the flip of the coin. <laughs> but when it comes to that, it's probably the best sport to maybe kind of, you know, just put some put five bucks on somebody or yeah. whatever, you know. You big into sports betting? Yeah. No, actually I'm not. Really? Um, yeah, because I feel like if I do I won't stop. <laughs> you know? That's that's a problem a lot of people yeah. have. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's some of my friends too. But really, yeah. boxing and fight that's definitely like that just I feel like that whole it's just another world. It's crazy. Just yeah. to see like that's your instinct. That's it's gambling. Like, that's what it is. It's yeah. an addiction. You it's know like, it's, it's just crazy. So like yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, and the yeah. people that make livings off of it are that's mm. even crazier. They'll bet millions of dollars on on one fight. That's in, that's yeah. insane. Yeah, I mean, like, but think about the really rich people who just that's kind of like couch couch money. <laughs> like yeah. Drake, he yeah. puts like three mil on yeah. like every fight. Like that's crazy. Yeah, no, there's definitely. I feel like it's ramped up so much in the recent years. Like. Obviously, UFC's have been popular. Like, that's a no-brainer. But with these celebrities coming out and trying to box, it's just, like, boosting it crazy amounts. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that's good, though. Right? Oh, yeah. It's good to get some attention around the sport. Especially for UFC because, I mean, I feel like as kids, I've made this connection with so many people. We all watched WWE growing up, like, yep. seeing the wrestlers. And then when, it, when right. we found out it was fake when we got old enough, it was just like, oh, where do we turn to? Yeah. So I think UFC's really picking that gap up, which is uh, right. really nice. It's like fi- filling my inner child in, so mm-hmm. that's good. 100%. So 
what do you what do you boys think about the town? Like the town of Whitewater? It's got, you know very small, kind of you know a lot of ma and pa shops. So you know you you like that kind of vibe? Uh, definitely. Uh, best food in Whitewater is Brain Freeze and Cosmo. Uh, we okay. just saw on Barstool the little uh, voting voting war that was going on in yeah. Cos One, so I was pretty proud of that. But uh, I kind of love it um, as someone who's from a city, originally born from a city. It's definitely a good change-up, but uh, it's it's hit or miss. I feel like there's not a lot to do, but in the same breath, what you can do is so much fun because it's so, like, in tune with your friends. You can always go with your homies down to the, down to the store and, like, pick up some food, eat inside, talk to the locals, you know what I mean? And it's, yeah. it's cool, especially being an athlete. Everyone shows you love when you're – whether you're rocking some merch, you, they just know you from like seeing you at the game or whatever, right. and they'll always show love. So it's definitely a, a super like hometown feel. And my family loves coming to visit. They love stopping to eat food. They love tailgating the game. So that's mm. like that's a no brainer. It's definitely a super homey feel. Yeah, that's that's funny too because I feel like um, for me, I'm originally kind of from kind of a small town. So Whitewater to me is almost like a. Uh, it's almost like like a bigger version of my town, like back at home, and it's just kind of cool. Like I think that's some reason why I chose here too. Like it kind of makes me feel at home, and mm-hmm. it's definitely just like the community. Like I came from a small town, so like if I can have fun there, well, there's not much, then I can kind of have fun anywhere. So like yeah. I'm always just gonna make the most of where I'm at for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. Yeah, I mean that stadium, the Perk. It's a nice stadium, man. That's actually funny that you mentioned that. Today, I uh, was going to get treatment and do some testing at the perk, and I literally just stopped at the front gates and had to whip my phone out and take a picture because I was like, man, this is just a beautiful stadium, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. And just like 18,000 people in the crowd is crazy. Like, the amount of people that show love to, like, our community and our little football team, it's just, like, amazing. There's, like, no better feeling than... Just hearing like all these people talk about whitewater football and like you could literally go into like the UC and you'll hear somebody talking about something about yeah, football, man. new head coach, this, that, the other. So it's definitely a super great, like friendly environment and it's insane seeing those huge crowds. So mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh I think grateful. Just gotta be grateful for all of it. I mean, just in the perk in the mornings, just workouts, it's just it's just beautiful out there. Like yeah. just it's not like an experience that you can get really anywhere else. And then on game days too, like whenever you ask like any of the any of the older players, any of the guys, like that's just like that's like I don't know, that's the experience that they long for. And I can't wait when I can take the field with James with the guy next to me and that'll just like I don't know, I just know it'll be something that I'll remember forever. And yeah. it's kinda of be there. Which right. is awesome too. One hundred percent. I had actually one question for you, Will yeah, Joe. Yeah, for sure. Well, what was your uh what was your jump into podcasting like? What 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 made you want to do this? Okay, so actually, I would have to say it was um it was during the pandemic, so I had a lot of free time on my hands, and I was just kind of I remember just kind of be like, man, I need to I need to build something of my own, you know, like I need to create something. Like I thought that'd be so cool to do, but I didn't know how to do it. I I seriously just like I felt lost, but. It, it, I literally just stumbled across podcasting. I, there's a couple podcasts that I listened to, but I just kind of stumbled across it. And you know, one day, me and my buddy, we were just, we were just, you know, just doing a podcast, kind of messing around. And I thought that was cool or whatever. 
I come back to it and I see there was like, you know, like 300, 400 listens on it. I'm like, I just only did one podcast and that's a decent amount. And, you know, I kind of stuck with it and, you know, got my own studio back in my hometown. And, you know, then I started getting to, you know, 4,000, 5,000 listens. So, man, it was something where it was just like, it was always something where I felt that, I wanted I wanted to give something out, you know. I I didn't really want to receive. I wanted to give, and I felt like this is the best way for me to do it at this moment in my life, you know. So, so. you think you have a lot of good knowledge and uh, a lot of good personal experiences to share with the world, and you think this is your outlet to do that? Yes and no. Um, I think a lot of podcasts too is like sharing stories. And if you look at that, the older you are, the more stories you're going to have. That's why I think older people are better at podcasts yeah. than younger people, because you have more stories, right? You have more experiences. So I've actually used it as an angle of where, you know, I would talk to those people who have, you know, those experiences and share their insights, because I already know all of mine. I want to learn about more people. You know, I want to meet people. I want to hear what, you know, what, what, you know, what's interesting, what drives them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's so interesting to me what what drives people what keeps them going and you know i think you know podcasting man it's we it's just having a conversation and mics are involved but you know it's cool the way it can distribute and people it really helps people too you know if they hear something that they're kind of going through and they hear somebody else talk about it they're all like huh i never thought about it in that way you it's know? your archive of personal experiences. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, so, you know, I'm still fairly, you know, new to this whole thing. And, um, you know, I'm still working on evolving it. Um, I'm really trying to get on YouTube, getting video podcasts oh, going. that'd be sick. Saving up for a camera. So hopefully get it by the summer. So, yeah, dude. So, yeah, man, it's, it's a, you know, it's going to be, you know, I just got to stick with it, I feel. You yeah, know what definitely. I'm saying? You just got to stick with it and, uh as long as you lead with you know your curiosity i don't think you can fail definitely yeah is it cool if i give a little plug to a little thing we're doing on campus oh for sure man and if you guys want to like give out your instagram information for people oh of course yeah yeah so uh bryson and i are actually super involved with uh mental health on campus because it is super important you never know what somebody could go through and uh Talking with some of the sports therapists on campus, um, Catherine Kobe to be exact, um, we wanted to provide student athletes with an outlet to talk about how they feel, not just like in a super like morbid, like sad sense, like, oh, I'm dealing with this, this and that, but like almost in a sense of not knowing how you're feeling in that moment or having such a big um, weight on your shoulders that you just hide behind your sports and everything which is super common in athletes and i know some people listening to this even non-athletes will be like dang i really do that um we off we offer uh mental wellness for student athletes um tuesdays at 6 p.m via webex or fridays 10 a.m in the williams center um i think it's room 180a but uh yeah definitely contact us if you're interested in that really just doing team building activities to better mental health for the average person you can be in a student org or um, any type of club sport or uh, the main aiming point that we're uh, shooting for is athletes in an ncaa sport so uh, 
we've had really good attendance compared to the uh, previous years. Um, lately, it's been 10, 15 people. We're just trying to amp it up more and more so that uh, one day we can get an on-campus strictly sports therapist, and that's what we're aiming towards. So um, it'd be a great deal if we could get some love and support, yeah. especially for mental health on campus, and we're really big advocates for that. So if anyone's listening and like dang i could really use someone to talk to or like i'm really interested in that definitely reach out to us because mental health is super important at this mm. day and age well there definitely is i feel there definitely is people that yeah you know, it's a real it's a real issue man like you know sometimes people just can't they can't reach out you know they can't admit that they need that help and exactly. it, eats, it eats away at them so yeah things like that where you know where you just kind of you know normalize and be like hey you know this is something that everybody everybody deals with and, exactly. you know where you know we can come together we can do things and try to combat that yeah man for sure 100 percent. yeah that's awesome that you're doing that so you guys got some instagram or yeah, yeah, sure. you got, yeah. I got a little uh little thing to kind of go off that too oh okay um, yeah yeah for sure i think the myth and i think just kind of things that we can find that uplift others are something that um we find just very important in our everyday lives and then yeah. something that's kind of helped me a lot has been um me discovering my faith in college and i think um it's just been a place where like um shout out to like crew which is a christian organization at like tuesdays and 7 30 and then athletes in action which is this new thing that we've been starting and that's on sundays like five to six but it's just kind of a lot of the stuff they even had some faith-based stuff through the teams and that's really offered me like a community to kind of get to know people on a deeper level just then like what you may see on the surface and i think that like that love can be shared through through mental health through faith through just like just through anything in the world through like what you can do to impact others so yeah just kind of shout out to that and my um instagram instagram and just every all my socials are just bryson.clarson or just bryson clarson all my socials are james Saconis, uh tsa <laughs> so uh you can find me on everything You'll know us someday. Yeah. So, someday. Yeah. <laughs> Boys, it was great to have you on the plat uh, the platform. And, um, you know, I wish you the best of luck. And we should do it again sometime. Thank you so you much know? for having yeah, sure. us. And, it was hey, a blast. Hey. And uh, Bryson over here, if you ever start a future podcast, I'll make sure to plug you in. You'd be great at it, man. You'd be great. So, for sure. And so, we'll have Wojo on it one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 My question opening up is going to be, where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah. <laughs> five years from now. <laughs> All right, boys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye, everybody. <laughs>